Welcome to Hyperdive, a Star Wars podcast, where each week we will be taking a deep dive into a galaxy far, far away, talking about all the latest news from Lucasfilm, movie reviews, and hopefully entertaining analysis of the greater themes of the Star Wars saga. We would be honored if you would join us. There are 542 days until the release of Episode 9. In our fourth episode, we are going to be diving into some news surrounding Lucasfilm, as well as later in the episode, we're going to be diving into Return of the Jedi, ripping that movie apart in classic hyperdive fashion, and talking about all the spiritual themes held within. It would be greatly appreciated if you could please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Reviews are a massive part of getting our podcast out there and into more ears. I'm your host, Josh Morgan, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Hyperdive. This is the uh, this is the A New Hope of Hyperdive episodes because it's episode number four. Nice. Yeah. But so people are gonna be like, which which one are you, are you talking about? Four? Yeah, four, it's gonna be very confusing. Like one, it's gonna be four. very confusing. Kind of like the Star Wars, you know, like Star Wars saga. Yeah. We're starting. This is gonna be a, a yeah. Pre- we're gonna have prequels and then we're gonna have sequels. Mm-hmm. But we're also gonna have original episodes. Um, we actually are doing seasons and trilogies. Okay. In a cartoon. Yeah. Um, can you imagine if we just did like three episodes every three years? <laughs> we probably keep our, all of our same listeners, you know, all 14 of them. They're all my family members. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. <laughs> I would hope my mom stuck around. <laughs> we actually got quite a few listens on our solo review. And then on our best episode, which was last week's episode which mm-hmm. was like a little more than a week ago we have like not as many nice maybe like 20 so let's go yeah keeping strong oh yeah i actually tweeted out uh for some questions from fans and we could talk about them on the show nice. one guy responded so we got one question that we can go over later but it kind of ties into some of the stuff we'll talk about later so i'll leave that for then but seriously like tweet us stupid questions we'll answer them it gives us free content um it makes our jobs easier so with all that being said we're gonna jump into some star wars news riley are you yeah, ready before you do that i'm gonna ask you a question that you aren't prepared oh for. my god oh i'm gonna throw up that would be nasty <laughs> <laughs> if all the season yeah if all the planets or like the systems yeah had their own world cup team in star wars and there was this galaxy-wide right. World Cup where every race and every system had a team to play soccer. Which right. system would win? Um, man, that's a really good question. So I'll tell you what. I have no idea who would win. I think Naboo would probably be pretty good. You know, they're a little bit like Italy. Okay. Um, but rip Italy. Rip. You know, because... <laughs> um, yeah, Coruscant, you know, they're a big city. I don't think they have anywhere to play soccer, so, right? That's true, no space. They'll just, they'll just do, like, street soccer. It's, but like, grassy. They'll get on grass and be like, what is this? Why am I not? My feet feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know how Coruscant would do. Um, Hoth, I mean, the Wampas, 
right? Dang, that'd be that'd be nuts. But yeah, be Womp you. Sweating like I heard crazy. they have pretty good soccer program. <laughs> oh man. I feel like uh, <laughs> Kashikians would be crazy, yeah. but they would just like m- murder Listen, a man, bunch of people. Set pieces with Wookies. You don't want any part of that, right? right? They like in the box. Six six yards around goal, like yes. Wookie is deadly. Okay, and also rip your arms off, which will be that will be right. a red card. So that might play against them. Which which system has beings with the most feet? Oh shoot, I don't know, man. Yeah, because like Rio has four arms. Rio, yeah, Rio. Would so be they'd be nice. great goalies, but would not Rio be a better goalie, or would Jabba the Hutt be a better goalie? <laughs> oh my god, because <laughs> it's almost like Rio's got way more mobility. Yeah. But Java like covers ninety five percent of the goal. But the five, he's not getting to the five percent. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, if you can kick it there, yeah. it'll go in. That's a good question. You know, I really want to see Tatooine, just because I think oh, they'd yeah. be so sad. What a success story! <laughs> so, so sad. <laughs> would, it be, would it be the same people? Um, or the Jawas? It'd be a mix. It'd, you know, a <laughs> very diverse see, team. I want to see the Jawas. The it'd team. be very 11, diverse. Eleven yeah. Jawas, maybe twenty two. They're right. like standing on each other's shoulders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> would be great yeah because you have to count two of them as one right. so yeah that'd be good um you'd probably have some like weird looking aliens in there too trandoshans trandoshans yeah nuts. there you go drop i'd just be scared yeah they I, I bet they can jump high too they're like lizard people yeah yeah they could probably jump pretty high yeah so tattoo would be really sad there's probably there's probably a lot of slaves on that team too i mean i'm just saying that would not be good i don't condone that neither does fifa the FIFA, the Federation of Football. Right. Um, they don't condone that either. That's not good. Um, man, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think the winner would probably be... I'm just going to go with Tatooine. I think they'd play dirty. Um, the Wookiees. I think the the Wookiees would get too many red cards. Yeah. They would get disqualified. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wampas would... They would, they would die. They would have heat stroke. Depending on where it is, like where's where is the World Cup gonna take place? Well, you gotta you gotta have bids. That's that's the biggest thing. I oh think. man, so Coruscant would win every time. Right. Yeah, Tatooine would never win. But would you just play in the air? I guess a floating. You couldn't play on Hoth. Couldn't play Dagobah. Yeah, would they be could probably way blow up the humid. Jedi. Depending on the era we're talking about, they could probably blow up the Jedi Temple. You know, build and make a <laughs> soccer stadium. New soccer stadium is a demolition thing. Yeah. It's not like an attack. <laughs> Call it the Youngling Stadium. Oh my god. <laughs> This was supposed to be like how heartfelt like <laughs> the World Cup's going on. Yeah, Isn't it? right. <laughs> I saw a Yoko Ono tweet earlier, and it was like, who's the winner of the World Cup? A, a child who believes in world peace. And somebody right. quote tweeted it and was like, that's not how the tournament works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I, want, I would love to see the Wampas make a run, but you know what? I just I don't think they have it in them. Yeah, um, gotta go Ewoks. Yeah, teamwork. Oh, Ewoks might. They might. Hey, they might be the dark horse. Right. Come out of nowhere. Scratch out a victory against you know. The Naboo. Empire. The, is the Empire just one team? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be unfair. That'd be nuts. Darth Vader. That's would be definitely go- how it would be though. Their goalie just like yeah. sending balls away. The Emperor would just be making up rules. Right. As it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Empire for sure, for sure. Um. That's a great question, Riley. Okay. Who, who do you got as your winner? Uh, that's tough. That is tough. I would have to say the Huts. Like now, Hutta. That was the worst. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be able to just go around any of they them. They wouldn't be able to move. They just have to kick it once. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's a bad answer. 
No, that was a great answer. No, well, because it would be 0-0 zero, because zero, they would never score. Yeah. They would never get scored on. They would go to shootouts. They would pack their whole team in the box. It would be over. They would go to shootouts, and yeah. then the shootouts would take literally, like, they would take days because sure. the ball would be out in front, of, in front of them, and they would have to scoot. Would Jedi be allowed to participate in this? I don't know. Yeah. Like, would they, though? Would they be like, or would they be like, oh, passive, like, we can't get involved in the world's issues? I'm not sure. My so money's on the Sith. Jedi. What's the Kiati Mundi, the guy with the carrot head? Right. I bet he'd be pretty good. It'd be weird heading, though, because, like... How do you... Yeah, like, it might just bounce anywhere. You don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. So, it's really, it's really anybody's it's really, game. It's really tough. Anybody's game. Remember in Attack of the Clones when <laughs> Obi-Wan was sitting in the bar and you could see weird robot football in the background? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was something that happened. <laughs> So I'm going to go with them. Whatever those right. robots Whatever. were. <laughs> I yeah. forgot. that You could probably have a droid team. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, roger, roger. Uh, uh, you're, you're under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yes. great. The Wookiees versus them. That would be a massacre. God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So we also got some news to cover. Um, what, what about that cancellation of those... Those solo stories or That's those sad. a Star Wars stories. What, what would you call them? Standalones? Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, vignettes. <laughs> anthology <laughs> films. Um, Lucasfilm just canned them. That sucks. Yeah. Do you think it's good to focus on the main trilogy? Like, I hope it is. Cause I, I mean, this is kind of what I was wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're spreading it out with that many different movies, like it could get really oversaturated. And... I think the Star Wars has always been about character development, building characters out, building worlds out, and that's kind of hard to do with just one movie. Yeah. And so Solo, they were in a weird situation because they were trying to fit Solo in between, um, excuse me, in between the prequels and the original trilogy, which is weird because then you got to figure out how do you go between those two different styles because they're very different style sty- stylistically. Mm-hmm. Um, they made it work, I guess, but like they could have done more with it. And if you do constant standalones like that, you're going to have to constantly be figuring out what the style of it's going to be. And you, I don't want all of them to be just like the original trilogy. Yeah. I like the fact that the prequels are weird and they completely, like we're never going to see them change the entire look of the galaxy like that ever again. Like Mm -hmm. Disney's probably going to play it very safe. Right. Um, so I, I like the fact that George Lucas had the balls to just be like, you know what? You know how everybody loved how everything was run down and broken down in the original trilogy? We're just going to make everything shiny now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just George Lucas. That's just something he does. Um, so how do you feel about it? Yeah, it makes you think if you if you boycotted Han Solo because of Return of the Jedi yeah, or The Last Jedi, this is your fault. Yeah. What's funny is all those people who boycotted it were asking for a um, a white male lead and they got one and then they boycotted the movie that's so weird <laughs> uh yeah it's very strange and canceled obi-wan yeah right exactly Which is the movie another, they're all asking yeah. for so <laughs> man yeah good job guys I, I guess you did it i guess you got what you wanted whoops yeah so now you get your ryan johnson trilogy 
That's the best part about all of this is it's like all those people, yeah. they like, <laughs> the things that we they wanted it. got canceled yes. and then the things that they didn't want happening are still definitely happening and yes. and Lucasfilm is doubling down on those things. We hated this Ryan Johnson yeah. movie, so we're going to boycott this Ron Howard movie yeah. and lose our Obi-Wan movie right. and get three more Ryan Johnson Yeah, it's movies. really working out for them in their favor, you know, that whole make Star Wars great again thing. Uh, yeah, we don't stand with them. We should build a Death Star. Yeah, Space Force. <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even touch that. There's so many emotions I have built up around that. Um, so that sucks that those were canceled. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to the Obi Wan movie. Um, in the Clone Wars, towards the end of the 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 series in total, there's this episode where Yoda goes on this force journey and it's basically his training in order to become a force ghost Hmm. so he goes through this long training process in order to become a force ghost and it's a really cool run of episodes and it touches on a lot of the themes that we talked about in empire a lot of things that happen uh, where yoda has to face his dark side he has to face um his the evil within if you will Mm -hmm. it's really really cool and really really interesting and i was really hoping that they would do that go that route with the obi-wan movie mm-hmm. i think they could do some really cool stuff and kind of get back to that spirituality um but that's not gonna happen so good job guys good job all you single white males um who are probably also incels um <laughs> riley just gave you the, the funniest look in the world um <laughs> i just offended some people i'm not sorry um okay so moving on we also had some interesting news come out last week it's probably old news to some of you, but George Lucas's original plans for the sequel trilogy were released um, or leaked. Okay, so I'm just going to read this to you, Riley. You haven't heard this yet. I haven't heard this. Okay, this is, this is going to be interesting. Um, so George Lucas is saying this. The next three Star Wars films, we're going to get into a microbiotic world. But there's this I'm world... <laughs> oh my god but there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do i call them the wills and the wills are the ones who actually control the universe they feed off the force if i'd held on to the company i could have done it and then it would have been done of course a lot of the fans would have hated it just like they did phantom menace and everything but at least the whole story from beginning to end would be told. So microbiotic world. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so bad. So how how does that make you feel, right? I don't know. It kind of makes it more comfortable with the the prequel trilogy because it's like, well, I guess if these were our two options. (laughs) Yeah. We got pod racing. I'm just wondering, like, like, how does that play into anything? Like I, microbiotic creature because i guess there's like you got the midichlorians right that are microscopic beings that live in your bloodstream right so yeah. is it those maybe it goes into but some they of that. Eat, eat those i don't know i guess they eat the force they feed off the force i don't know so yeah that's that's that happened it makes me thankful um, for Disney, I think, in, in some part. And it, it's interesting to see on Twitter all the fans who, like, 
have constantly been like, I wish we would have gotten George Lucas's original vision. And not saying that I don't, you know, I kind of, I I'm curious to see where he would go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, I love the balls on that one. You know, he's such a, such a brave man. Um, <laughs> create this <laughs> microbiological world. <laughs> oh man. He's like, how could I make everybody so mad at me? What would the characters have looked like? I don't know, man. Is it like, so, you, what's so that movie that came out, that cartoon about a white blood cell? Inside Out? It was out? a cop. <laughs> I think it's called Osmosis Jones. What? Yeah, it's a thing, man. Go look it up. Osmosis Jones, he's a white blood cell and he's a cop fighting crime in your body. What crime's going on in my body? <laughs> it's all, those ba- all that bacteria, Riley. There's some good bacteria. Yeah, I guess there is some, yeah. but you know, he doesn't care. Eat yogurt. Just as blind. If you don't, if you take anything away from this podcast, eat yogurt. Right. Yeah, I guess. That, I mean, that's We're sponsored pretty, that's by pretty much all of the uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. <laughs> eat yogurt. That's what we get, and in eat people if you're an Ewok, because that's what they do. Um. So yeah, that that's all the Star Wars news that I have for you. It's kind of a slow week. Um, it was weird on, uh, I can't remember when it was. Maybe it was Thursday last week. Jason Ward, who has this podcast called Now This Is Podcasting, and he runs makingstarwars.net, which is awesome. You should all go check it out. Um, he tweeted out, I have a bad, I have a very bad, no, he tweeted out, I have a, I feel a disturbance in the force. And all of a sudden, every, like Twitter went crazy. They're like, oh my God, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's happening? What's happening? And I don't know. I haven't checked on his Twitter because I was gone all last week. Um, I don't know if it was, if he knew about the, the cancellation earlier than everybody else or if it was something else entirely unrelated hmm. or if it was just about this whole Space Force thing. Um, but yeah, like Star Wars Twitter went crazy. Everybody was freaking out and like sending, tweeting googly eyes oh and like, gosh. what's happening? Oh my God, oh my God, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. Last time um, someone said that, a planet blew up. It's true. <laughs> Have we checked all the planets? Yeah, I don't know. Space Force. Alderaan. <laughs> oh man. On the board game. If side you could blow things, up one planet okay. in, our, in our solar system, oh my gosh. what would it be? Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Cause none of them do me any good. So I couldn't make like a, I couldn't make like a logical Neptune. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one is Pluto the one that they made not a planet anymore? I think Jupiter. What? I'm just kidding. Jupiter's <laughs> What? Uh, Jupiter's huge. <laughs> it's Pluto. I blow up Jupiter. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if you can. It's gas. Yeah. So like, would you just shoot a nuclear missile through? I think it would it? look the prettiest, honestly. That's if that's what I'm about. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna see it from Earth, and so hopefully. But so it would get. Then it would get here. It would get here like in 40 years, right? Like the the like, we'd be able to see it. So we blow it up oh. now. 40 years later, we might be able to see it. Right. That would look pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome, man. It's art. It's art. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Planets. Um, on the board game side of things, X Wing Two, the second version is coming out. Oh, tell they, me about this. They Friday. put out some ships. What ships have they put out? Uh, one of them, Saul's Saul Guerrero's Renegades. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. There's like this black X Wing. Okay. Uh, Just know, straight black. One. It has white stripes on it. Ooh, nice. 
Um, but yeah, they're making like a second version of, of X-Wing. Legion mm-hmm. is another game that just came out recently. Okay. Turn of the year, kind of. And uh, Does it have anything to do with Star Wars? It has everything to do with Star Wars. Perfect. It's a good question. It's a Star Wars board game. Oh my God. That's like a tabletop game. And you nice. build these armies. You build and, armies. And you What's your favorite terrain? army to use? I don't have a game. Gungan army. Okay. Right? Oh no. Boss Nass, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Yeah. That's you. You sit there, right? You're like, I'm Boss Nass. I got this Gungan army. Hours. <laughs> your friends are so bad at you. Yep. <laughs> Riley, stop. You're getting spit <laughs> all over me. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so we digress. We digress. Um, but I guess we'll take a break, and then after that, we'll jump right into. Wrote J. Uh, yeah, Roche. <laughs> Nobody says that. I was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Roche, I knew what you meant. Um, caught me off guard a little bit. All right, well, we'll be back in a second. All right, welcome back. So, Riley, are you ready to get into Return of the Jedi? I can't swim. I can't swim. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's great. That's great, Raven. Um, so, just like with every other... We're very tired right now. Yeah. At least I am, speaking for myself. Um, you might be able to hear my dog tip-tapping on the floor in front of us. She's under the table right now, just being a dog. So, there's that. All right. So just like any other movie, we're just going to dive right into the opening crawl. Mm. You know, the best, best part of a Star Wars movie, in my opinion. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? Yes. What do you think the first word, the first two words of the opening crawl are, Riley? Episode. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> the. Nope. Luke Skywalker. Frick. Yeah. <laughs> very out there. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station, even more Mm. powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. And then pan down to Tatooine. You see C-3PO and R2-D2 on Tatooine again. You know, kind of reminiscing. Yeah. Uh, remember with when new we hope. left each other while we were here last time? Yeah, remember when we had that fight? Um, broke up almost for a little bit. And then they go into Jabba's palace, and I guess, I mean, since we're talking about spirituality and everything, we don't need to, like, break down everything that happens. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, droids get tortured in this scene. How do you feel about droid torture, Riley? That's weird. I don't like it. That's good. That's a good thing, <laughs> I think. I think, yeah. I but get- you know what? Maybe there's some people out there that just think, you know, what Star Wars is really missing is droid torture, you know? Droid torture, this too many like female the, leads. This isn't like the old Star Wars. Yeah. Why, Disney ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> no more droid torture. Oh, gosh. But I like that you pointed out that he returns to his home planet. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that's significant because mm-hmm. 
the first time we see him on Tatooine, it's uh, young, inexperienced. A bit annoying. Like, yeah, very annoying. Yeah. Uncle Owen. <laughs> and he just kind of is directionless and mm-hmm. like he, he just doesn't, like he wants to do something, but he doesn't know what to do. And he just, the way he's responding to that is just like, I, it, it's really weird and disconcerting right. and relatable, but also you're just like, man, this is kind of, this is just weird. It's unsettling. Yeah. So beginning of episode six, mm-hmm. uh, it's, he's back at home. He's more experienced. He's older. He has clear purpose and direction and where he didn't have like the skills to do it before he has the skills to do it now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole sequence going on at the beginning of this, you know, R2-D2 and C-3PO say that they're gifts, like they're given the job of the hut. That's how they get in. Mm-hmm. That you go and you see job of the hut for the first time, really. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a big, fat slug. Yeah. So pretty cool design, though. I'm not going to lie. Pretty cool design. And he has just a whole posse of crazy, fun people, kind of mm-hmm. like reminiscent of the Tatooine, or Tatooine Cantina. Um, so lots of stuff happens here. You know, you see Bausch come in, like Bausch Leia come in. Mm-hmm. She is, um, but you don't know it's Leia. Obviously you just see this person come in with, with Chewbacca. Um, and Luke comes in. Now let's talk about when Luke comes in. This is, this is one of the questions that our listeners sent in. They posed this question to me. Um, actually I'm going to talk about something else first and then we'll get back to this question. But Luke comes in and he chokes a Gamorrean guard. He's wearing all black. He's blacked out, got a black hood on. Johnny, Johnny cash Luke. Yeah. Johnny cash Luke. He comes in very somber, very serious. He, he chokes a Gamorrean guard. That's your first sign. You're like, okay, we know that force choke. Like that's, that's a Darth Vader thing. Right. Mm. Um, and it's just like, what what has happened to Luke? Like, Luke's kind of, like, crazy. He's kind of a badass. Like, what's happening? Um, and he gets to Jabba, and he's, like, threatening Jabba. He's not like, you know, he's like, hey, um, don't. He's like, I warn you not to underestimate my power, which if these movies were made in chronological order, that's something that Anakin also says. Hmm. Don't underestimate my power. Hmm. It's my best Anakin impression. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> I try to be as whiny as possible. Um, and our listener, um, this dude, Jay Shear, who also has a Star Wars podcast. Um, he, I'll plug that at the end. I can't remember it right now. I'll look it up. But he, he sent this to us. He said, we addressed this on our Return of the Jedi podcast. I'd like to hear your thoughts. When Luke shows up at Jabba's palace, is he a gray Jedi? You know, Force Choke threatens Jabba, talks about his power. Um, and this term Grey Jedi is something that it's never used in the movies or anything like that. Um, but it's this idea that of a Jedi that's not really a Jedi, but also not really a Sith, but kind of like walks the line of between dark side and light side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's become very popular in the fandom as of late. Um, I think there's reasons for that that have a lot to do with other things that are not star Wars of why it's so popular. Um, but yeah, the idea is like, you know, it's like this anti-hero, like this person, like Mm. it's not fully dark, but not fully good. And you know, it's just that kind of trope that everybody loves so much nowadays in this, in this postmodern world. 
uh, where we like to get away from true, I don't want to say true morality, but you know, true right and wrong. We like to gray everything up and make, make things not black and white. Um, so here, I'll just give you my thoughts and then, and then I'll ask Riley, but I don't think that he's going gray Jedi here. I don't think that that's what's happening. I don't think that that was something that was even in George Lucas's mind. I think what's happening here from just a meta standpoint is they are setting up, like they kind of want you to be like, what's happening with Luke? Like, what is this new thing that he's gone? What, what is this new look Luke, right? Mm-hmm. All black, choking people up. What, what is this? Are you going to a funeral? Yeah. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Your funeral. Um, and so I think this is just a, a meta way for George Lucas to be like, hey, is Luke dark? Is Luke going to the dark side? Because in, in Return of the Jedi... They set up like you know Luke struggles with this like Luke's Luke feels that pull to the dark side right um, and we see him in this in this movie and he's already kind of seems like he's there um, and I think this is something that he struggles with for the rest of the movie but it, it really is prevalent here but I don't think it's a gray Jedi thing I don't think that that's what it's getting at I don't think it's this um, in between I don't even think that that's a real thing does that make sense. I don't like the idea of there being somebody who can be like, you know, tap into the dark side, but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, be like good. I, I just don't think that that's because based off of our thoughts on the force and like how we've talked about the force over the last couple episodes, the force is not something that you can like flirt with the dark side on. You know, if you're going to mm-hmm. go to the dark side, it, it's all in like the dark side demands everything from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Anakin couldn't just be like, yeah, you know, I'll follow you. Darth Sidious, but like, I just really don't like killing children. You know, like, that's not, that's not something I do, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm just not cool with that. So, like, could I, like, you know, do other stuff? Like, I'll go kill some Jedi, but like, not kids, bro. Like, that's not, like no, he has to go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that's possible or something that George Lucas would ever intend as possible of being, you know, part partly in, partly out. And people would bring up Mace Windu. I know you EU fans love Mace Windu when you talk about great Jedi. Mace Windu is famous in the canon for having this I, I can not remember the name of his lightsaber form but he has this like lightsaber form where you turn the dark side of your opponent on back on themselves and like you use their dark side energy hmm. and you like like use it to like he uses it to like make him stronger and he feeds off of it but even in that he's not tapping into like his own anger or his own rage he's tapping into theirs and he's like reflecting it back onto them mm-hmm. which is a, a jedi thing it's like he's using it in defense he's defending himself against their hate by using their hate against him so i don't think that qualifies as like you know using both mm-hmm. um yeah i'm not a fan of the whole great jedi thing yeah i think just the way that we've explained the force from our point of view i don't think there's room for a gray jedi yeah because the way we've we viewed it in a, in terms of like there's a deficient view of the force mm-hmm. on a in terms of degrees it's like a, a deficient view of the force to a full view of the force like yeah. a like a whole like well-rounded view of the force and we would say that that was the the dichotomy we set up was you're on the dark side using the force as like a tool and on the light side being used by the force uh, in a more submissive way. Mm -hmm. And so if I had, if I had to try to put Luke into a category in that scene where he, 
uh, where you choke someone and so say like the, the don't underestimate my power. Yeah. Uh, I, what I think is like, here's a, here's a guy who is not like, who does not have a full view of the force yet. I don't think that's controversial to say because not even so like we, we talked about this last episode where Yoda doesn't think he should train Luke mm-hmm. when, and Obi-Wan's like, no, you definitely should. And so it's, it's like here two like of the wisest characters you're introduced to. And they don't, they don't know always what exactly yeah. they should be doing. You know what I mean? And so here's Luke super young, trying to figure everything out. Also still very tempted to, mm-hmm. to turn dark completely. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just think it's, here's a person with a deficient view of the force, 100%. not a, not a full view of the force who, uh, is a rebel. Like that, that's also not a question. Like he's there yeah. to save Han Solo. You know what I mean? So he, he, where like the, it's a, it's a, it's like a, his character arc isn't complete yet. It's the beginning of one of the movies mm-hmm. and it's not, not the end exactly. of the trilogy of, of movies. If that makes sense. It's he's not a Jedi movie. yet. Right. The and Jedi so have not returned. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's this really binary hard line, dark light and yeah. the, like the duality we talked about before where there are two separate forces. I really think of it as like Luke's growing in his understanding of the force. And so the fact that he would on one hand, like choke somebody and threaten somebody that sounds dark side, but it sounds like you're using the force as a tool. But on the other hand, you're there to save your friend and you're going alone in like a really strategic way. Uh, and you understand the like larger consequences of the way Han plays into the rebels story. Yeah. Uh, that seems like being used by the force. So it, 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 here's this guy who's just torn between uh, like it, growing and and stagnation like growth and stagnation and like i have a view of the force and i feel strong but it is also a deficient view of the force that's still growing yeah for sure and i totally agree with that like luke it's the beginning of the movie they're obviously like luke is not going to be everything that he can possibly be at the beginning of the third act you know yeah like he's you still have to leave that room for growth Mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean like as far as we know he hasn't gone back to yoda yet he hasn't finished his training so yeah, he still is trying to figure out what to do, and he's he's hot headed. We know Luke is hot headed. We've seen that. So he's just using the force. Um, probably he's probably just trying to intimidate Jabba. You know, mm-hmm. like he's like he's walking into a like the gangster of all gangsters. Yeah, and, and I mean he's again a New Hope Luke versus Return of the Jedi Luke. Uh, he he actually is exposed to the weightiness of what's going on around him. Um, which is it when you realize how weighty larger like undertakings are yeah smaller undertakings feel way less important mm-hmm. so if he if he's been exposed through yoda to the larger consequences of the struggle and the force and like the empire and the rebellion and stuff like that when he shows up to a group of gangsters he's just like this is a waste of my time. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I I might have too high of a view of myself. Like I might think I'm more powerful than I actually am. And so that would feed into it. But it's just like, let's get this over with so that we can get back to this really, really weighty thing that's obviously weighing heavily on him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then right about now is when Luke fights a Rancor. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, what do you, you think when you first saw a Rancor as a kid? Do you remember? Well... So I didn't watch any of the Star Wars until after I was 16. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I know. I don't know how we haven't talked about that already. Yeah. So I already thought it was like like special effects wise. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> but definitely cool. The design is cool. Yeah. It's terrifying. It makes me, it looked like a bigger monster than the Wampa. 
Yeah. Like where it's like, here's, you're in a similar situation. Yeah, do Rancors, with, with do they have a university? Oh, that's true. Would they win in the World Cup? Definitely. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not very agile. You could probably get a pretty easy nutmeg on them. That'd be nice. You could just run your um, whole, run all the way. Yeah, that's ultimate nutmeg, you know. But um, Rancor's cool. Yeah, Rancor's pretty cool. Luke, kind of, it's, it's so weird as a kid whenever the Rancor dies and his trainer runs out. You know, because you're like, as a kid, you're like, yeah, Luke did it. And then his trainer runs out and he's bawling his eyes out because he's like, buddy just died. And as a kid, like, I don't think I knew how to process that. I was like, uh, I feel really bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's like such a, it's such a small thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I can't think of any other movie that would put something in there like that. That's like, oh man, like this yeah. monster yeah. that Luke just killed is like somebody's buddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ranky. Oh, well, Ranky. <laughs> He was about to graduate. <laughs> everybody in the Star Wars universe. Masters in wrestling. Everybody in the Star Wars universe, in our view, is in school. Yeah. Yeah, they got universities, right? Sure. The Academy. Oh, I'm going to go be a, a pilot. I'm going to go to the Academy. I'm a pilot. I'm a driver. I'm a wampa. Um, I don't know why I just love uh, quoting that. but So, yeah, I mean... All of this stuff is like probably, I think it's like some of the best stuff in Star Wars. This whole opening scene, whole opening sequence with the rescue of Jabba. Like however you feel about Return of the Jedi, I think all of us can agree that this whole thing is just freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that does irk me, I have no idea what their actual plan was. Yeah, that's true. It like, because whatever it was, it, it had to have failed, right? Like. There's no way they would have planned for Luke to have to fight a Rancor. There's no way they would have planned for Princess Leia to be captured, found out. There's no way, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I don't know if we should know. Yeah, like, did they have an original plan? Or was their plan just like, well, in honor of Han, let's just not make a plan and, like, gun it, you know? We'll wing it, and it'll work out. It did. Um, It did work out. Yeah, spoiler alert. So... The whole sail barge scene, freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, Luke Skywalker, you know, his little nod. You have no idea what's going on. You see that 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 little flap pull back on R2-D2. You're like, what's that? <laughs> New lightsaber. Boom. <laughs> like slaughtering people on a boat. <laughs> oh, Luke kills so many people. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Boba Fett dies. It's pretty pretty sad how he dies. A blind Han Solo accidentally ends up killing him. <laughs> oh, he's so cool. That's Boba a, Fett's so Phasma cool. Phasma is <laughs> heir apparent to Boba Fett. It's very it's like, true. Here's this really intimidating yeah. character. Oh, they're gone. They're not going to do anything in the first movie, and then they're also going to die really quickly and but really stupidly. But they look cool. Yeah. So cool. So cool. So cool following the Starlight Pit. Yeah. <laughs> Lando almost dies. That's a pretty funny scene when Lando's like, like the things, the tentacles wrapped around his leg, oh, oh. and blind Han is like, like trying to shoot it. Lando's freaking out. It's so good, man. And then it all ends, you know, with them getting the droids out of the sand after Princess Leia, you know, like slaughters Jabba the Hutt, like strangles Girl. him to death. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. It's a freaking graphic movie. Um, so after this all happens, after they rescue Han. They send, like, they, 
half of them go off with the rebellion to go meet up with the rebellion. And then Luke and R2 go back to Dagobah because Luke is going to finish his training. Um, and he gets there and Yoda's not doing too well. I don't, I should have probably looked up how long, how much time passes between Mm -hmm. the end of empire and the start of return of the Jedi, but it can't be super long. Yeah. But in that time, Yoda is not doing very well. Very interesting because he's lived for 900 years, you know, um, he seemed to be doing okay at the end of empire. So it seems like some things are happening. Like maybe there's more to his death than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not just by accident, um, but he's dying. And so we're going to play a a clip for you guys. Um, and then we'll talk about it. The clip is from the movie, the Titanic. Yeah. It's the, the The, penny whistle solo. Yes. Um, just kidding. We just love Titanic. It's just so good. Right. You're right. Top 10. There was room on that door. I just want to say that. Uh, well, I, I don't know if it could hold both of them. There was Weight room wise. on that door. Like maybe there was. Oh no! It, it could have. It could have. I always believe that. All okay. right. Master Yoda, you can't die. Strong am I with the Force, but not that strong. Twilight is upon me, and soon night must fall. Side, are they? 
wants to start down the dark path. Forever will it dominate your destiny. Okay. Hold on. What? There's another Skywalker. Whoa! Yeah. Ray. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's Ray. It's got to be right. Um, that's a really good scene. Yeah. Three, three big things stuck out to me. Okay. One, this is the way of the Force. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't require any more training. Yeah. And three, you have to confront Vader. Yeah. So this is the way of the Force. It makes me think when Yoda's when Yoda's confronted with death. His view of death is this is what happens, mm-hmm. and spiritually it makes me think of the, the idea, uh, it, like biblically, like if your hope in Christ is only for this world, then we're the most we're of the most to be pitied. Yeah, for sure. And in this way, it seems like what he's saying is like the, like this is the way of the force. This is the way people need people have to die and like, this, yeah. is the, this is what happens. But his view of the force isn't for his life alone. And he knows, like he knows what's going on. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so the, because he has such a great view of the force, he's not surprised by death. And I think that that's kind of a, that has spiritual consequences for us. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's very accepting of it. This is the way the force is how things are. It's how it's supposed to be. Um, not, he's not surprised by his death. Mm-hmm. he's ready for it. He's probably been ready for it for a while. And I think, I think there's this underlying theme that he knows Luke is what he's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so the, the second thing that stood out to you, um, no more training you require here yeah. on a second and a third, but that was very interesting to me because it, it confirms everything that we talked about last, last week on the last episode. When we said that the training is not physical training. Mm-hmm. The training is spiritual training. It's, it's training for Luke's soul, training for making Luke into the kind of man who is able to submit himself to the force. Um, 
one of the huge criticisms of the force awakens is that, you know, Ray has no training at all and she's able to wield a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Um, and we never see Luke train with a lightsaber ever. Yeah. And not once. Just the little, the blast shield with the Exactly. Ball. Yeah. And he's not good at it. Yeah. And that's not like lightsaber fighting training. That's right. like blocking stuff. So, um, this idea that the force, the training that is required for the force is a training, um, in who you are and your anxiety and your fear and your frustrations and insecurities. And once you settle those things, then you are, then like, then you can become a Jedi. Then mm -hmm. you're fully trained because he says, you're not going to be a Jedi until you confront Vader. Yeah. Um, and it makes me think that one thing that goes hand in hand with training is testing yeah. too. And that it's different from training because mm -hmm. one of the things he says is you don't need to know anything else. Yeah. You already, you're not, you already, training is you already know everything you need to know. And, and so it seems like what he's saying is the next step is applying what you know, for sure. Like you're, you're sure you're done training, but, but here's this confrontation that's yeah. still before you and you have to apply everything that you have this head knowledge of mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Which then sets up, um, because then he goes into his whole spiel about the dark side, you know, fear, like aggression, aggression, yeah. all these things like they lead to the dark side. Um, and then he talks about um, how, like, once you start down the dark path forever, will it dominate your destiny? Mm -hmm. And all of that culminates in him saying, hey, beware the emperor, because if you're not, if you underestimate his power, you're going to follow the same faith that your dad fell into and it's implying that his dad fell into the dark side because he didn't look out for fear he didn't look out for anxiety he didn't look out for all of the pressure put on him by the dark side mm -hmm. and because that side of his training was not complete um like in another thing he says like it's unfortunate that you rushed in there because mm -hmm. your training wasn't complete and you get the sense that what he's saying by training is you were not ready for the burden what I was trying to prepare you for was the fact that your dad is this insane maniac who has caused the death of millions of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm training you to be prepared for that. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not like, a lightsaber fight. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you weren't ready for that. The lightsaber fight. I'm sure you could handle the forces with you and that I'm afraid about you finding out that your dad is Darth Vader mm -hmm. and then him using that to turn you to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Which is just, it flips our whole idea, I think, of what training is um, on its head. Cause, mm -hmm. And, like, it, it's, that's a very Christian thing. Um, the training that we get as Christians is not physical training, you know? Like, it's, that's not something that the Lord requires of us. Like, it's beneficial, but what the Lord requires of us is spiritual training and discipleship and, and um, rooting out, like, the Lord wants to root out those things in us. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting that, that that's the stuff that, Yoda wants to root out in Luke. Yeah, it's not it's not uh learn these hard skills so well that you can completely avoid the negative in yeah. life later. Uh but it's like you're equipped to walk into suffering yeah. well and not avoid it. Yeah. Uh, because you can't. Yeah. You know? And then it's it's like processing those really, really difficult things that you know you'll need to process. Mm -hmm. uh, and confronting things that you know you'll need to mm -hmm. confront like yoda says like like you still need to confront vader and you will confront him like, yeah it, it's like that that's our our view of suffering is you're in it 
or you're on the way to it mm-hmm. and that uh life isn't this um oh it, it, it you're just like totally like you become a believer and you're like it's the good life and, mm-hmm. and nothing bad ever happens to you but it's like yeah uh, like in Isaiah, it's like Jesus walks with you through the flames. Yeah. Not keeps the flames away mm-hmm. or like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you notice, yeah, it's, it's going to come. Like it's going to hurt. Um, what's interesting is it also shows the frailty of Yoda, where Yoda's not, like just like in the last movie, Yoda is not foolproof. Everything he says right. is not true all the time. Because mm-hmm. um, he, view, he, he views, because of what he said about going down the path of the dark side, yeah. the way that he views Darth Vader is like, he doesn't anticipate him killing yeah. Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't, that's not something that's coming into his mind. So he's telling Luke, hey, I didn't want you to figure this out yet because I wanted you to the point whenever you are ready for it. What I mean by that is it's not going to throw you off what you have to do mm-hmm. because you have to kill him. Like we in the next scene, we see that where Luke goes out and he, he's talking to Force Ghost Yoda and Force Ghost Obi Wan, and they're both telling him, "You got to kill Vader. There's yeah. no other way. This yeah. is the only way to do it." And we've been trying to prepare you for this. And that's the moment when you're when Luke realizes, like, well, "Great, these guys that I've looked up to, these guys that I've cared so much about, um, they're actually training me to kill my own father." And that's just a weird moment for him. And yeah. what's very what I love about George Lucas is his brazen storytelling. So in Empire Strikes Back, we, the lesson we learn is listen to your elders, right? Listen to your elders, things might go bad. But also we learn come through for your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, now that might that might end badly, but come through for your friends. So, you know, follow your elders, listen to your elders. Now, in Return of the Jedi, we're taught to not listen to our elders. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because all, all the lessons that he learned, Luke still doesn't listen to them. But this time it works. Hmm. And, I mean, we, we'll get into this, obviously, as we continue on in the story. Um, but this scene with, with Luke talking to Obi-Wan and Yoda, and he also learns that Leia's a sister, which is kind of weird and thrown in there. I don't necessarily like how that's done mm-hmm. um, in that moment, but you know, you learn that, and that actually has huge implications later down the line. Whenever he's fighting Vader, um, massive implications, and it's not just something like I'd never really realized how how big the implications were of that until I, you see the final fight scene between him and Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has big implications later. I just don't like how it's revealed, but the idea of Luke really struggling with what he's going to do. Cause like everything's been leading up to this point of the confrontation really between Luke and Vader. It's all like, everybody knows that's where it's going and it's been following classic, you know, mythology and fantasy tropes. And it's, you just are expecting this massive battle to take place at the end, mm-hmm. you know, and you're expecting Luke to take him out. Um, and then the ridge gets thrown in the plan that he's actually his dad. Mm-hmm makes things a little bit more complicated. You still, at the end of Return of the Jedi, or at the end of Empire, don't know exactly how Luke is going to respond to it. And here we see that Luke is struggling. Like, he's really struggling with this idea that he has to kill his dad. Like, he, there's just something there. Um, And that kind of is leading us into, as an audience, like, is Luke going to turn? You know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, we, we, the people that we know of to be the light side of the force are Yoda and Obi-Wan. And they're saying, you got to take him out. You gotta kill him. You can't let you can't let the fact that he's your dad distract you from the fact that he's this mm-hmm. person who's consumed by the dark side. And if you do, you're gonna turn to the dark side. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna follow the same mistakes that your dad followed 
which was we don't know this at this point, but knowing the prequels, it's like attachment, yeah. um, possessive love. Your dad was so afraid of losing somebody that he ended up giving up his own life to protect that person, and it didn't really work out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there's a lot wrapped up in that. And Luke, Luke is really struggling with the decision. Yeah, and that and that's what I that's what I like about c- confronting Vader, and that's the way that Yoda says it is. You need to confront Vader because, like you're saying, in their view, to them, that's it, yeah. again like a, a, f- the, a full view of the Force is kind of this weird like ha- self actualization thing where it's like you don't actually get there. Um, and to Obi Wan and Yoda, a f- their view of the Force and their view of the situation, their view of a confrontation with Vader that they mm-hmm. foresee is that he's going to kill him. Yeah. And so that's what they're telling Luke to do. But the act, the actual truth is that he will confront Vader and not kill him. Mm-hmm. And that that's w- the intention yeah. you know, of the force. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And so it, it's, it, again, it's like over and over again, it's like the force is the one that's guiding the story. Mm-hmm. And all these characters are kind of foils of the force and yeah. of the force and Yoda saying, I, I foresee this co- conflict coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's going to happen. And it, with his whole 900 year body of knowledge, he's like, it's, yeah. you're going to, it's you and Vader and you're going to have to kill Vader. Yeah. Uh, What's super interesting is, um, my favorite scene that we talked about last episode, you know, whenever Yoda completely rips apart Luke as a character yeah. and just, yeah. just defaces him and strips on everything about him, um, and gives him the stuff to grow beyond. George then takes that and makes that stuff you know the all the the looking off into the horizon the never focusing on what's here and now the Mm -hmm. the dreamer um perpetual dreamer never taking anything seriously luke those are the exact characteristics that allow luke to then carry out what needs to be done at Hmm. the end of this yeah but yoda thinks those are the things that are getting in the way Hmm. and you get the sense that the force is like no like those things i'm I'm gonna use Mm -hmm. and i mean i've I've been in situations before where I felt like people were saying like, I need to be somebody I'm not, you know, like I need to change. Mm-hmm. And I've been in situations before where people are pointing out blind spots in me that do need to change that hundred percent need to change. Um, and it just, it's so interesting that he takes that and is like, yeah, you know, it, Luke is a, a whiny kid. Luke is a, a farm boy. who's always looking off in the horizon and, and a dreamer and, you know, isn't realistic. But you know what? Those things are going to actually be the thing that saves the story. Right. Which is just like, you wouldn't think of that. It's yeah. storytelling. Like you wouldn't, it's very, it's very interesting and it adds a lot of depth and layers to the storytelling. Um, and I just have no idea how we even thought about doing it like this. Um, it kind of all works out if it was all an accident and he's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. It all, it works out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we'll find out that Luke is Leia's brother. Interesting. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming. You know, that's another kind of just twist that's thrown in there. Just yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they kissed. <laughs> um, so Sam Witwer, who is a voice actor, he voice, he's the voice actor for Darth Maul in The Clone Wars. He actually voiced him in Solo, too. Spoilers. Um, I've heard him. He has... He, did an interview with this other podcast called Steel Wars, which is another Star Wars podcast that's super successful and really, really awesome uh, by Steel Saunders. And Steel is interviewing Sam Witwer, 
who is just a massive Star Wars encyclopedia, like knows so much. And he was saying that he had the opportunity to show a friend Star Wars for the first time. Hmm. And the order that he showed him was he showed him Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars first. So he showed him not the whole Clone Wars, but just a little bit of the Clone Wars. Because in Attack of the Clones, you know, you don't really love Anakin. But in in um, Clone Wars, you love Anakin. Like, they really do a good job with Anakin. And Anakin's character is, like, really well-developed in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And so you get this person like, okay, I like Anakin. Anakin's cool. Like, Anakin's a good main character. He's fun. He's a hero. He's, he's a good leader. Um, and then you show him A New Hope. And in A New Hope, you learn, okay, Luke is Anakin's son. Mm-hmm. And this Darth Vader guy killed Anakin. That's what you learn. So then you're like, I hate this Darth Vader guy. Um, and then you show them Empire Strikes Back. And obviously at the end of Empire Strikes Back, you learn, oh shoot, Anakin is actually Darth Vader. This changes everything. This is crazy. And then you go and watch Revenge of the Sith and you see, you know, you see like Anakin's journey to becoming Darth Vader. And at the very end, you get the two twins being born. You know, hey, this one's Luke. This one's Leia. Which I personally think would be so much such a better way to find out about that. Yes. Than any, uh, any than what how they do it in the movies. Hmm. Um, so that that for me is like whoa that could be really cool. And then when you watch Return of the Jedi last, you actually skip Phantom Menace entirely. But when you watch Phantom Menace or sorry, Return of the Jedi last, you see Luke, and you're comparing Luke to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, and you're like oh god mm. he's wearing oh, all yeah. black. He's talking like his father, and you're like, "Oh God, is something bad gonna happen again?" Um, so they, it like sounds like it. Play, I've never, I haven't done it or watched it yet, but it sounds like it plays off. It does, yeah. Like it builds pretty well. Hmm. I think that'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that reveal of Luke and Leia being siblings is so much more would be so much more rewarding and like, what the heck? Yes. Um, than how they do it in the actual movie, where Luke is just like. Leia, whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, bro. I kissed her. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then you got Luke meet going and meeting up with the Rebel Alliance. Uh, you learn that they're going to attack the second Death Star that's currently being built. Mm-hmm. Um, first one was better, yeah, first one was better, yeah. Um, it's currently being built, it's on protected by a planetary shield that's on the forest moon of Endor. So, you know, we get the whole setup for the mission pretty much for the rest of the movie. Like you said, like it just takes place on um, Tatooine Tatooine, and then Endor yeah. pretty much. Um, so, <laughs> so I will say I love Endor as a planet. I just love Redwoods. Like I've never yeah. been, I want to go so bad, but like yeah. they just look so good. They look so cool and like, fantastical and interesting mm. um how do you feel about ewoks riley uh, i don't know it's a hot topic they're good i like them they're no they're not the weirdest character in star wars yeah i mean you saw when you were how old are you when you saw it 16 yeah so how'd you feel 16 year old riley about the cuddly teddy bears at that point i understood it because you i mean you see everybody else you see all the, the guys in the bar and yeah. Right in the cantina in a new hope you see all the people around Jabba yeah there's Hutt. weird stuff like, everywhere it, it so i don't know to me i'm like oh cool whatever yeah They're, and they they seem friendly and so it's like to to think that there's going to be like a big conflict with mm-hmm. them i'm like oh probably not They're yeah probably going to come through and help at some point yeah yeah 
I, and I, here's my thing. I totally see what George Lucas was going for with it, and I kind of love it. But I also see the other side of it where it's like, oh, what is this? Is like weird, cuddly teddy bears taking mm-hmm. down like an empire. It's too gr- it, gremlin y. Yeah. I mean, but it's supposed to show, you know, like, um, the down, like it's supposed to signify, like, be the symbolic, like, downfall of the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really supposed to, I think, signify the, the macro conflict that's happening between the rebellion and the empire. Um, that the force is kind of setting up where it's like the small group of rebels that should be obliterated by yeah. this by this empire has seemingly survived and is taking them down with what is the equivalent of pitchforks you know like mm-hmm. um so i, I kind of dig that i i also kind of dig that the ewoks eat people it's pretty metal <laughs> you know what i mean it's pretty metal yeah it's pretty metal man they the droids would be pretty metal yeah, droids aren't fully metal. Um, but yeah, they almost eat Han and Luke. Uh, there's a speeder chase scene. Hey, that what if that's how Star Wars ended? Yeah. He walks yeah. when they eat Han and Luke. God, that's dark. <laughs> it's really dark. Speeders well, are cool. Yeah, speeders are cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Uh, that. That would end the movie, and it also just ended our podcast. They so. got, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> They come with the ATSTs. There's the ATRTs. Yeah. They like AT. Chewbacca swings from a vine, takes oh, yeah. out the. It's freaking awesome, man. It's very um, cool. So that whole battle's cool. But then you got Luke also telling Leia that he's, you know, her uh, brother. That whole scene. Awkward as can be. But here's the thing genius writing, right? Because in writing it, they're like, oh, this could be super weird and awkward. Mm-hmm. You know what we'll do? will make the force play a part in it and and she just knows that it's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like senses her feelings and knows it's true. Okay, perfect. Kills the awkwardness. It's still a little awkward, but that definitely helps. Right. Then if she was just like, what the What? Hell? Who is like, this guy? No, there's no way, you yeah. know? Um and then Han's super jealous, which is just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I did write that in. He's like, hey, what is he talking to you about? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so the Han and Leia thing's happening. Han doesn't really have much to do in this episode. Like, he could have died at the end of Empire, mm-hmm. and it could have been impactful. Um, but he doesn't have a ton to do in, in Return of the Jedi. He has a ton to do in Force Awakens. So that, that movie would have... Well, they knew, yeah. Yeah. but They needed to keep him alive for that. Right, they knew. For sure. They could foresee through the Force. Through the Force. You will see. You will see. That was pretty bad. I my throat, my voice is gone. So just that actually chill out. wasn't a, a you weren't trying to do an impression. You just yeah, had, it, was, it was like just kind of a frog, frog in, in my throat. throat. Yeah, it's crazy. Ugh, little green man, in my throat, my throat. <laughs> um, so I guess now we'll just move into Luke Showdown. feeling the need to go and take care of his father, and he's also like, I'm going to be a da- endanger all of you if I'm on this mission. Like I shouldn't have come. Mm-hmm. He says that earlier. We skipped over that, but he's like, I'm going to endanger everybody on this mission. I should not be here. My dad can sense me. My dad's looking for me. He wants to find me and he's going to find me. And so in order to take that down, Luke realizes, okay, you know what? Um, I have to, I have to take care of this. I have to man up and I have to go take care of this, mm-hmm. which is just, just so interesting. Like Luke would never in a million years probably have thought that that was going to be his destiny. Um, as a young kid on Tatooine, you know, staring out into the distance, that he was gonna have to go face down the the emperor and uh, the emperor's henchmen, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So 
I mean, you got the classic scene with Darth Vader and Luke talking right before Luke goes up to meet the Emperor, and Luke's just trying his best to break through that hard shell. Um, I can sense the good in you. I can feel the good in you. You know, he's trying. He's grasping for everything he can, trying to like. And at this point, as an audience, we really don't know what Luke is gonna do. Mm-hmm. We really don't understand. We're starting to get like, okay, Luke might want to try to like bring him back to the dark side, and also as an audience or the light side, and also as an audience, it's like can vader be bought back you know vader's like pretty terrible he's pretty menacing mm-hmm. um blew up a whole planet you know cut off luke's arm pretty bad guy um so we're kind of wondering that i think in this scene though you do see those glimpses you know where mm-hmm. vader you get this like vader feels like a slave hmm. you know mm-hmm. he's like hey man you you don't know how strong the emperor is you don't know the power of the dark side that famous quote you know you don't know the power of the dark side. That's in reference to Luke's like, hey, come back. And Vader's like, you don't know the power of the dark side. Like, I, I can't come back. That Yeah, that's one big misconception people have. And every, like, oh, the worst villains of all time and stuff like that. It's like Darth Vader's the worst villain at all, mm-hmm. all time. And, like, look at him. And he's big and intimidating. Stuff like yeah. that. He's never in charge. For sure. So it's like the, the idea that he is kind of, like, captive of mm-hmm. the dark side. It's also this... A, a more representative view that he's captive of the emperor too. So yeah. it's like in, in a physical representative way, he's captive and also a captive of the dark side. And yeah. so saying something like that, he's both talking about the dark side and the emperor mm-hmm. and, and subtly saying like, I can't come back. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they play it very well. Cause you get that glimpse of like, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm really worried for Luke because if he relies on that entirely, like it's going to be all over. Mm. Um, so then Luke goes up and meets the emperor and it's just a strange scene. Like it's weird. Cause you never really fully understand the emperor's motivations. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he wants Darth Vader to kill Luke or if he wants Luke to kill Darth Vader, you don't, you know, you never really fully get it. And the whole time you're kind of wondering why does, why does Darth Vader like obey this guy? Like, why does he, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what so i might be totally wrong here there's this period of time in uh in russia like right around 1917 right after the revolution when uh you talk about some um rasputin yeah where you going with this not really uh but so turn of the century they had this war with japan and they got bodied like <laughs> <Got> they, bodied. <laughs> like japan told, japan smoked they met russia at the rim and yeah japan just uh, put one in on and them. so they're like super nervous about japan because yeah. it was like hey we have we're this big like world power and we're yeah. gonna go to war and then they get smoked we're eight times the size of them and yeah so then revolution them. happens the different leadership mm-hmm. they still know like one we're not prepared for war like we just saw world war one uh and like we're not we're not ready to do that again and we're definitely not ready to do that again against japan right so they want a buffer state between them and japan and that's china and at the time in china in the in the 20th century you had uh the far right and the far left both forming parties okay. uh someone like chiang kai-shek who's the like the far right fascist party. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody who, like Mao Zedong where there are like maybe a hundred communists in mm-hmm. China at the time. But what Russia did was they played both sides. They helped fund both movements. 
uh, subtly so that whoever came to power, they would have a, an ally and a buffer state between them and Japan. Right. In Star Wars, I feel like the emperor is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, here are two super powerful Jedi. Um, both have their pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm kind of going to hedge with both of them. And whichever mm-hmm. one's winning at the time, I'll probably go with that one because yeah. whoever comes out on top, I want them to be an ally and yeah. be my apprentice. It just shows you how horribly messed up the emperor is. They, he's willing to pit father against son. Right. And he, he likes that. Like it, 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 obviously he's enjoying it. He's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like laughing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Pathetic rebellion. Um, that's pretty menacing. And yeah, you just realize how terrible he is. Luke, like as a kid, I felt terror. I was like, how is Luke going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. There's no way in hell that Luke is making it out of this alive. Mm -hmm. And you're terrified. And it's the same thing I thought um, whenever Ray goes in to meet with 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 Snoke. Kylo and Snoke. Yeah. How in the hell is Luke getting out of this alive? How is Ray going to get out of this alive? Um, And so they play it up very well. And then you got the confrontation, you know, Luke is, is watching out the window. He's watching the rebellion and what is the greatest space battle of all time get destroyed. Um, he, he realizes, okay, it's a trap. The, the Death Star is operational. Fully operational. Fully operational. I'm afraid that this battle station will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> um, so yeah Luke's pissed man He's watching it out the thing He's seeing his people get blown to smithereens And he He reacts out of anger Force pulls his lightsaber to himself Gives the Emperor exactly what he wants And he starts fighting He tries to kill the Emperor In Luke's defense He tries to just uh, kill the Emperor Go straight for it um, Darth Vader intervenes you know, which is weird mm-hmm. that Darth Vader would stop that. Yeah. Um, and the Emperor no- is so confident in that fact. And I don't know, like maybe the Emperor could have dodged it or blocked it. Maybe Darth Vader knew that and he's trying to protect his son. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, like, put yourself in Darth Vader's shoes. You get that feeling that he's trying to protect his son. He's trying, like, he wants him and his son to come out on top. He doesn't want to have to kill his son. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, they start fighting. It's a pretty good fight. It's definitely not as good as the Empire Empire fight. I mean, just just like uh, set wise, yeah. The Empire fight is so much bigger. It covers so much more ground. It's really cool looking. Um, but which I just, guess makes sense because we were just saying it's not about the lightsaber fight exactly. In the end. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's definitely not about that. Um, and so this is where the the stuff with Leia really comes into it. Because Luke is sitting there, he's scared, he's thinking of his friends, and he's hiding from Darth Vader, and Darth Vader's sensing his feelings, and he's like, oh, you have a sister. He's like, Leia. He's like, if you, if you won't be turned, then maybe she'll be turned. Hmm. And that's when it happens. That's when Luke um, goes crazy. Like, yeah. that's when the, the, that dark side, anger, rage, fear that have been building up in him, that's what lets it loose. Not fear of his own life, mm-hmm. but fear for his friends, which is really similar to Anakin. You know, mm-hmm. Anakin didn't fear for his own life. He feared for um, his loved ones. Now, Anakin's anger was a little bit more possessive and, and stuff, but that's what freaks Luke out. He's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, fight for my friends. And so he goes crazy um, and really, like, takes on this dark side um, 
anger and just goes nuts on Darth Vader, ends up cutting his arm off. And like when he cuts his arm off, he sees the wires Mm. and then he looks at his own hand and he's like, he's like me. And it's like, it's weird parallel of the cave scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird parallel. No, I saw this before. Yeah, exactly. And, um, then he throws his lightsaber away. Dude, as a kid watching that scene, that is the absolute last thing on earth I wanted to happen. Well, they were on indoor. Huh? They were on indoor. What do you mean? If it's the last thing on earth that you'd want to see. Oh, right. They were on indoor. Oh, my God, Riley. <laughs> oh, my God. But seriously, as a kid, I was like, what are what you are doing? You, you're about to win. You have it. Yeah. You, you're, about, you're about to win. And he throws it away. And it's just this, um, again, it's amazing writing. It's, you know, hey, the way that you thought this was all going to play out, it's not going to play out like that. Yeah. This is not about a fight. Um. He throws it away, and Luke is like, okay, I'd rather die than kill my own father and turn to the dark side. Where Ghost Obi-Wan and Ghost Yoda are probably like, yeah. no. Yeah, they're probably like, what are you doing? What What is happening here? Um, and what they don't realize is like the Force chose Luke because the Force knew that Luke was the only one who could do that. Mm-hmm. The only one that could break through to Darth Vader, but also the only one who would rather give up his life in that manner. Um, then kill Darth Vader and possibly turn to the dark side. Yeah. So, so he, it's so closely you have sacrifice and yeah. redemption yeah. Back, back to back. Yeah. And there's little visual cues like Luke's um, Luke's outfit is just entirely black the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little flap right at that part that comes down whenever he's going crazy on Darth Vader and there's white. Yeah. And it's supposed to represent, you know, like the, the good in Luke. Um, and he would just, he would rather give himself up for his father sacrificial mm-hmm. love then then kill him and that's the moment when he re- the return of the jedi happens that's the moment that he becomes a jedi mm-hmm. is when he confronts not just darth vader but he confronts all of his feelings towards darth vader in his heart you know and he comes at peace with them and um the anger subsides the rage subsides the fear subsides and he's like okay yeah this is this is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. this is what i'm gonna do and there's that belief in his father. There's that belief in the good of his father. And the Emperor starts electrifying Luke. Um, Darth Vader steps in. No! <laughs> you know, throws the Emperor down the shaft. The absolute last thing the Emperor expected to happen. He mm-hmm. thought he had him in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, that reality, like he, he overstretched. Overstretched his power, overstretched. Um, and how he thought. And, and, and if we think back to Empire... The emperor was saying, hey, this kid could destroy us. You know, so the emperor is afraid of Luke. Mm-hmm. He's fearful of Luke, because, but he thought of it as power because that's the only thing he understands. Right. He thinks of it in form of power, and he can never understand, hey, the force is not going to defeat you with power. The force is going to defeat you with, however cheesy it sounds, love. Mm-hmm. You know, he could never in a million years have calculated that right. to happen because he's so caught up in his own power and his own self-image hmm. that love is not something he, he understands or calculates. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah, no, it's, <laughs> That's it, good. it's a really interesting scene. Um, and then we get everything that happens with, um, the outside world. <laughs> yeah, dude, that space battle is uh. my favorite thing. When Lando and Nia Nub are flying oh. through in the Falcon, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it also, Solo adds so much more weight to it whenever Lando's like, come on, girl, just hold it together. Yes. You know? Um, but when they fly into the Death Star, dude, like, oh, 
I could watch that scene over and over and over again. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, just, that's the best space battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Super Star Destroyers falling Gosh. into the Death Star, blowing up. You got um, you got A-Wings crashing into the Super Star Destroyers to make them blow up, you know? Mm-hmm. You got the, the trench run 2.0, which is way better than the first trench run. Right. I think so. Like, visually, at least. Right, I agree. Um, yeah, dude, it's awesome. And then, meanwhile, you got... You know, everything going on on indoor. Uh, Leia and Han are having their moment. Um, they finally blow up the thing, which allows them to go and make the run on the Death Star. And, yeah, I mean, the Emperor overplayed his hand. He underestimated the Force um, and paid the ultimate Which price. was the, like... The heed, the whole movie was yeah. like, don't underestimate my power. Don't underestimate exactly, my power. Yeah. Don't underestimate the power of the emperor. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a good thought. And so, yeah, I mean, Luke carries is carrying his dad out. And he's like, Darth Vader's obviously, like, he knows he's going to die. You don't, you don't really necessarily know what's happening, but you get some understanding. Like, when he killed the emperor, it was like, didn't work out very well for him. Yeah. Affected his suit. Um, he's like, Hey, let me look on, on the eyes of my son. He takes off his mask and they have, uh, a moment. Um, and Darth Vader's like, like you saved me, you know, you saved me. Like you believed in the good in me, even though I didn't see it myself. And, um, it's a pretty good moment. Hmm. Pretty, pretty sweet moment in star Wars. Yeah. You believed in the good in me when I didn't see it in myself. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Take that home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, yeah. It's one, of those, it's one of those lines, one of those moments where you're like, wait, all the like imagery and like the sets and stuff like yeah. that. It's like, take all of those out of it. It's like, uh-huh. what a good line. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so Luke takes his father down to, it's, I like, I really like this scene wherever you see people celebrating like the Death Star's destroyed, Empire's destroyed. And you see Luke and he's burning his father, you know, he's like giving him that burial mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I like that. Because it, it, it shows Luke's like, it kind of shows the weight that Lucas had to carry, the, the mm-hmm. burden that Lucas had to carry. And he just saw Yoda die. Yeah. And then he talked to Yoda. And so again, his view of death is formed more so like. Dude, yeah, this, that's good. I like, I'm okay with this, you know, yeah. because I ju- literally just was exposed to it. Yeah. And he's the last Jedi now. Right. I, we just triggered some people. Like me. Like, like you just said last Jedi. Oh my God. <laughs> um. I'm boycotting this. <laughs> boycotting. <laughs> I hope this episode doesn't get hacked, you know, because like all the boycotting that happens. Oh, it'll get hacked for sure. Yeah. I think it's already hacked. Yeah. I'm no. hacking it. Yeah. So anyways. I'm um, your father. I guess just full disclosure, right? So like as soon as like two seconds ago, uh, my computer shut down <laughs> while we're recording this. We got hacked. And we were really scared that we lost the episode. I think some makes Star Wars great to get people hacked us. Absolutely. Uh, they might be listening through my Alexa. I don't know how they're listening. Alexa. But they were like, Alexa, shut this down. don't make America great <laughs> like, again. Shut this down. They said, Last Jedi, shut it down. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. But anyway, that last scene. The yeah. Force Ghosts. The Force Ghosts They are show there. up. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I'm actually, my biggest disappointment is that they don't add more people into that. Yeah. Throughout the whole yeah. thing. You, want, do you, you think Obi-Wan's jealous that Hayden Christensen gets to be there? And, and he's uh, like, oh, he looks all hot and young. You know, and I don't get to look hot. And I'm stuck with this old 
shitty body <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> Leave that out. <laughs> I would be jealous. I'd be very upset. Anakin's constantly it's bringing a, up with them. Deleted like, scene, I think. Don't underestimate my abs. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want any force ghosts there. Uh, would you want to see a force ghost? Um, Hayden Christensen in episode nine. No. What? No. I really. Yeah. Okay. What? Very I would have liked to see a Force goes Hayden Christensen in the Last Jedi because I think he could. Luke could have learned a lot from Hayden Christensen. He'd be like, dude, like, let's take it from me, bro. Like, I killed all the Jedi. The Jedi don't need to end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, listen, son. He's like hot, hot young. <laughs> hey, Christian Slade's like, listen to your son. <laughs> I'm not going to call you dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, that's bad. It's pretty bad. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean. Soft landing. Soft, soft landing, you know, celebrations with Ewoks after they ate all the stormtroopers. They're playing, <laughs> they're playing drums with their heads. <laughs> Lando's probably super I'm drunk. Deciding, I'm deciding right now that I hate Star Wars. I actually, <laughs> I don't like it. That's <laughs> great. Well, hey, I said. hey, listen, man. Next episode, we get into the good one. I'm boycotting it. <laughs> Phantom Menace. <laughs> next week, we get into the Phantom Menace, man. That's the best one yet. Oh, that's good. I'm a pilot, you know. A pilot? Are you an angel? I'm a. I'm a driver. I'm a late night tote. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. <laughs> What is that Steve what? Miller band song? I don't know. Like, I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a, smoker. <laughs> I'm a pilot. <laughs> I'm a pilot. I'm a driver. <laughs> I'm a I'm a pod racer. They're um, just all like it's all like uh driving large mechanical equipment. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. actually have any other skills. No, yeah. I'm a certified truck driver. <laughs> I'm a pilot. Yeah. I'm a Uber driver on the weekends when Whoa, I have bro. time. You you used to drive Lyft. You can't talk I about know, Uber. You can do both. You can? Yeah. When I was in San Francisco, like everybody. Like I don't think I saw a scene. There was like maybe four cars I saw that didn't have an Uber or Lyft sticker on them. Oh. Yeah, so you should go there. You can make money. But I mean, you'll spend it all on rent, but it'll That's be worth true. it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to land this episode because it kind of got derailed after we got hacked, we got hacked by um, the Make Stars Great Again group, fan club, whatever you want to call awesome. it, the incels. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next episode. And that is it for episode four. Bye. A new hope. <laughs>